welcome to this edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I am joined by my excited <laughs> co-host, as always, Sutter Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm enjoying this reconvening midweek to celebrate fantastic news at the Sharks. How about yourself? Yeah, look, I'm in a, I'm in a really good mood. I, uh, you know, I was just sitting around today, and then the news broke that we had kind of been sitting on for a while, but Adam Reynolds is... Oh, so close to joining the Sharks on a three-year deal, uh, $2.4 million, $800,000 a season. Um, it's cause for a podcast. It certainly is. Now, we're going to act as if, though, it's, it's signed, sealed, delivered. So if something goes wrong tomorrow and he signs elsewhere, we're going to look like fucking idiots. But that is a risk I'm willing to take. Well, we don't have to act like it's signed, sealed, delivered, but we can talk about the ramifications and and what it means to the Sharks if he does and doesn't come to us. Okay. Um, but we're nearing on a deal um, for Reynolds, and James Hooper has been, you know, he's the one who released it today, but he's also been the one who's most vocal about it in the media, saying, you know, as when, when people were linking him to the Cowboys and the Broncos, he was the first one denying it, saying Reynolds wants to keep his family in Sydney. He doesn't want to move in a state. And there was the initial sniff as well from Newcastle and, and Hoops on his live Q&A knocked that back straight away and said it's still too far for him for his family. Oh, fair enough. No, look, I, um, I'm i pretty convinced it's going to happen. I've got a mate who likes to think he's really in with South and he said although nothing's signed yet, it's only a matter of time. So, mate, I'm happy, I'm happy yeah. to celebrate. Just to be this close to signing a fantastic player if his stature makes me happy. Maybe, perhaps, Terry, perhaps the world isn't ending after all. No, a friend of mine who I used to work with um, and even mentored back in the day, he's now actually a South Sydney sponsor. Um, They're on the back of the jersey um, and they're all over the Indigenous jersey. He runs an Indigenous construction company called Ironmark. So um, if you ever see them on there, it's a a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast. And he actually sledged me today when I put the picture up saying it'll never happen. And then I dropped the link to it and he's like, Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't it, isn't it good to be the positive ones for once, you and I, rather than just shitting on everything? It just it feels so good. Yeah, look, and it's, you know, right now we're not in the best space. We know that. <laughs> as, as a club, we're, we're not in the best space. But it's nice to know that we've been in these situations before and the light seems to come out at the end of the tunnel. And I just want to reassure people because... You know, there was some comments made today that when you get into that 13th to 16th position in the NRL, it's so hard to get out. But we were the wooden spooners in 2014, and we played finals football in 2015, and we won a premiership in 2016. And the reasons that we were able to do that is excellent salary cap management, signing good players, and having the money to do it. We may have cheated the cap a little bit, but who gives a fuck on that point? It doesn't matter what's done is done. But we're in the same spot now where, yeah, we're not going real good on the field at the moment, and we may not play finals football this year, but we've got a lot of cap space, and we've got a great operator in Darren Mooney. We've got a stable board at the moment who knows the long-term vision that they want at the club, and they've got a coach that is going to attract players. That's exactly right. Last time we were in this... That's what you need. Mate, last time we were in this issue, we didn't have Sir Fitz of Gibbon. So, if anything, I think we'll win a premiership next year. It won't take two years this time, especially with, with big-name signings. 
such as Ren Diggity himself. Yeah, and the, the thing for mine is that we have a lot of, you know, we did get ourselves into this salary cap mess, and we have a lot of inflated contracts coming off our books. And we seem to be taking a ruthless stance because these players that are coming off our books that want more than we think they're worth, we're not giving them a second conversation at the moment. Good. It's good you know, to be in that position you know, for the, us. The, the, the story that I got uh, told over the weekend is Josh Dugan approached Cronulla um, weeks back and asked for a two-year, $500,000 a year contract. And we said, you know, it's it's a one-year deal that we're offering you and the, the money's significantly less. And he said, well, my final price is two years, a million dollars. We haven't called him back into the office. No, well, he shouldn't be back in the office. He should be out the Jets warming up with that lot or playing for Glebe with that attitude. I'm, I'm glad to see it, mate. Obviously, you don't want to see legends of the game let go, but we got to think about the club moving forward, and it's good to do this for once. We're usually the ones pandering to big-name players. Yeah, the, the players that we're, we don't seem to be fussed if they move are the players that aren't really adapting to these new rules and the new speed of the game. Um, but, I mean, to to be in a position where we are after seven rounds with two or six rounds with two wins, it's seven rounds, isn't it? Six, seven, oh, it doesn't matter, fuck, oh, who cares? Something like that. We've got two wins. And we're about to sign a top five halfback. Well, definitely makes a difference, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Where, where would you rank Adam Reynolds in the list of <laughs> halfbacks in the NRL at the moment? Um... All right, we saw Cleary's the clear number one for mine. Yep. I still think DCE's number two, despite a... I've got number two. A form drop. Uh, look, I think a bit of a out there, but I think Jerome Hughes is very, very, very good. I don't have him number three. No, no, not three. I, he's just right up there, though. Um, look, there's a... I've got Reynolds or Mitch Moses at three and four, and I don't care which way you lean on that. Yeah, look, I um I can't think of five better than him. Put it that way, I can think of two, and they're the the standout two. But once you drop into that next set, then I'll tell you what. From him and Moses, there's a long drop down to, to the I, other halves. I would say it, it, it's him and Moses, and then Jerome Hughes. Yeah, and then it's a really long drop. Yeah, pretty much. There's a couple a couple of good. Um, I mean, you haven't seen enough of Sammy Walker to make those sorts of comments just yet. Well, Luke Carey plays half. You put him in the top five. But outside there, pretty, pretty damn happy right now. Feeling pretty smug too, if I have to be truthful. I, yeah, look, and you know the the story from Buzz Rothfield, um, again, that was, was set out over the weekend, is Fitzgibbon has his heart set on an Adam Reynolds-Sean Johnson combination. However, Cronulla are looking at external players if Sean Johnson doesn't sign. And it sounds like the Broncos now are going to throw some big money at Sean. So we're going to play. Well, we're going to play the would you sign or wouldn't you sign to partner Adam Reynolds a little bit later. But first of all, Dan, tell me how you feel and how significant it is and what it means if we do get a player like Adam Reynolds. Well, the first and obvious that everyone's tuning in for is the upgrade here is ginormous. Chad Townsend at his very best, probably half as good at Adam as Adam Reynolds. I think I'm being a little bit friendly with that. It's good to have a half come in that's got a kicking game. It's good that one that's won a premiership, 
one that's played Origin, one that doesn't come in with massive baggage as you do with other players. Uh, in, in terms of negatives, his age is probably the only thing I've seen come up. And he does have a little bit of injury history. But as you and I were talking about on the way to the Sharks the other night, he's a Josh Dugan in that he goes down a lot. It's always being tended to. But doesn't tend to miss a lot of games. And I, I think Adam Reynolds at 18 to 20 games is better than 90% of the NRL for all 24. I, and I automatically think that his name completely changes the outlook of the club. And in terms of going out and recruiting, saying, hey, we got Adam Reynolds there filtering the ball out wide, your players that are going to play out wide suddenly give you a lot more of a look than, hey, we've probably got Braden Trindle, possibly Connor Tracy. You're yeah. not going to find any let's negative about this for me. The, let's go through the Adam Reynolds durability because a lot of people turn around and say he's very injury-prone and he misses games. 2015, he played 18 games. 2016, he played 16 games. 2017, he played 21 games. 2018, he played 24 games. 2019, he played 25 games. 2020, he's played 23 games. And 2021, he's played all seven games. It seems to be the older he's got, the better he is at managing his injuries. Well, he played all his 40 with us. He's going to keep doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, for mine, what it means to have a player like Adam Reynolds is you've now got a guy who can get you out of trouble, genuinely. And that's what we thought we were going to get with Sean Johnson, but we don't always get it with him. I've never seen a, a kicker of the ball so sweetly in the last decade than Adam Reynolds. And I think Nathan Cleary is very quickly becoming that person. You know, If you can somehow pin Penrith, Cleary will get them out of trouble. And that's what happens with Souths. If they're in a lot of trouble, he will kick the shit out of that ball. The other thing that we get is a halfback who's not afraid to put up six different kinds of bombs. Not the end over end, if there's more than one type of bomb. Yeah. Um, but you also get a guy who knows how to close out a game, and I think that's where we've struggled. And Especially you go back to that that game against the Roosters a couple of weeks ago. 18-4 with 15 to go. If Adam Reynolds is our halfback, we don't lose that game. Agreed. Against Newcastle, he aces that kick from the sideline, 22-20. With three minutes to go, we don't lose that game. Nope, agreed. Um, on the weekend against the Bulldogs, when we were pinned, he kicks us out of trouble. And I also think against the Bulldogs, if we had Adam Reynolds, we don't lose that game. No, oh, spot on. He would have put three or four of those half chances away. Yeah. Um, there's some more numbers that I want to give you, Dan. Please. In the last seven years, I thought this, I thought this stat was going to be a little bit higher. But in the last seven years, Adam Reynolds has kicked seven forty twenties. Not bad. Not bad. How many is Chad kick? What, two? I think Chad's kicked one for us and one for the Warriors. Cool, there you go. In his His defensive efficiency in the last seven years has been 85%, mm-hmm. which is not the best, but it's not the worst. It puts him in the middle of the park for defensive halfbacks. That's, that's about where you want a half to be. When he was younger, he tackled a lot a lot better and as he's gotten older and he seems to throw himself at a lot more tackles his tackles per game in the last three years have taken a big big rise and he's probably for mine he's one of them James Maloney where he'll go in and initiate the first contact and get bumped off but his second rower and centre will come and clean the the mess up for him it's fair enough doesn't matter about stats if he's stopping the run yeah he's kicking his kicking metres 
uh, off the chart. He's averaging around about 383 kick metres per game. That's huge. That is absolutely mental. But in seven games this year, it's very good to know that Adam Reynolds has already kicked two 40-20s, and the speed of the game doesn't seem to be catching up on him. In fact, he seems to have been the halfback that has adapted to the new rules better than most. And there's only two for mine, two halfbacks for mine that stand out when you talk about the adaptation to the new rules. Nathan Cleary, obviously, these new rules are built for him. And Mitchell Moses, but Mitchell Moses is too inconsistent. Yes, yeah, spot on. You can get a 10 and a 3 out of Moses. Cost two weeks, absolutely. Now, with Reynolds, I think you picked him for the Daly M this year, or was that me? Uh, no, no, I picked Reynolds, and then I believe I chose Cody Walker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at one time, yes, I did pick Adam Reynolds. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I went Jack White, didn't I? Um, I, I don't think you're going to get a Daly M year out of Adam Reynolds in the, in the three years that he's with us. But you're going to get an 8 out of 10 from him. So it's more than what we're getting at the moment. Oh, spot on. Uh, and and uh, I want to bring you to another game as well. You know, we've talked about we closed that game out against the Roosters. We closed that game out against the Bulldogs. We win the game. Uh, sorry, we win the game against the Bulldogs. We closed the game out against the Knights. We don't lose that fucking game to Canberra due to goal kicking either. No, absolutely not. He slots all three and we win quite comfortably. Yeah. That's another um, thing that comes with him. You know, a huge amount of kicking. And I've, I've got to say just quickly, Reynolds' game, he's not a Daly M kind of player in that you'll look at the game and goes, geez, he kicked for 380 metres. Oh, he had two tri-assists. Geez, a 40-20 couple of, um, you know, forced dropouts. You look at Cody Walker and he's run 90 metres and put the trell over and you think, oh, well, Cody Walker was your man of the match. That's the kind of player we're getting in Reynolds. We don't need these flashy players. You know, you could put anyone next to him and play 5-8. You know, we, we need a game manager that we haven't had since 2016. Yeah, correct. Um... I'll bring some other stats in for you just to show you his try assists. In 2015, he had 10. 2016, he had 12. 2017, he had 13. 2018, he had 12. 2019, he had 12. Last year, under the new rules, he had 8. This year, he's got 1. So whilst the new rules for mine have taken away his attacking prowess, I think that also has a lot to do with last year and this year. He's playing with... Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Spot on. So we are lucky that we have a fullback who can ball play at the moment. And fingers crossed we're going to have a 5'8 next to him who led the league in try assists last year and adapted to the new rules very well. Spot on. I think signing Reynolds is huge. I think signing, re-signing Johnson is just as big in that the you, you've got to build combinations. You can't just put a good player next to a dud. We've seen it. Well, look what Johnson next to Chad, you know. He was the top try assist and we still finished eighth. That says it all right there. You need to build combinations. And I think that Johnson-Reynolds combination, Sir Fitz's preferred combination, and for me it's just sends tingles down my spine, Terry. Yeah, that that's a combination that really, really works for mine. Um... The other thing as well that Adam Reynolds likes is a hooker that 
runs. Mm-hmm. So we need Blake Braley to run. I um, think you'll find... Blake Braley to run a lot. But the other thing that he needs is an aggressive forward pack. And this is the area where I think that we don't have... And I think that we very, very quickly need to turn our recruitment drive to. For mine, there's... There's three areas that we need to address at the moment. Uh, one, and the first and, and most important one, is Adam Reynolds' partner. Two, is an aggressive forward pack that's going to make metres and not get dominated and let him play off the advantage rather than have to kick us out of trouble. And the third one is speed. Oh, and yeah. I'm very, I'm very disappointed that we didn't get Brent Naden, and I, and I do say that. I am... I think he's generally a player who could have helped us. He's tall, fast, and aggressive, and he can't tackle. So he's perfect. You know, in the end, he's a perfect Sharks player. But I think we need. I think we do need to find some speed. But Reynolds has, has done okay with you know outside backs that aren't exceptional pacey superstars. Um, you know, he feeds Dan Gagai very, very well. And Gagai, you wouldn't turn around and say that Gagai is a noted speedster. I know Alex Johnson is, but Cody Walker seems to feed him. Um, but for mine, we need to go and get some aggressive players around him. But the, the big key is who's going to be his partner. So let's just say, on a hypothetical, Dan, that Sean Johnson goes to uh, the Brisbane Broncos. Ah! Ah! Terry! Ah! It, well, one, he ends his career without winning a premiership and he's the biggest, <laughs> whitest player of all time. He's, yep, just took the words right out of my mouth. But two, let's talk about some partners who we think will suit Adam Reynolds and some names that are off contract. And let's also get some in-house as well. And I'll throw a name at you as well. That Well, I'll throw two names at you that will probably make you... One will make you laugh and one should get you thinking. But the first one that I want to throw at you is Scott Drinkwater from the North Queensland Cowboys. My number one choice, if Johnson doesn't resign quite comfortably, is Scott Drinkwater. What we've seen from him in the last few weeks since um, Josh Maguire's left the club and the curse has been lifted, has been fantastic. I think Drinkwater's getting better and better with every game. And he's not a starting half next year, being that they've thrown $2 million at these dud halves. So for me, there's a half, he's, he's a half, flat out. I don't think he's a fullback, I think he's a half. And I would be very, very happy if Drinkwater were to sign tomorrow if Johnson doesn't re-sign. Pin that for a second. Let's just talk about Chad Townsend is getting the same contract that we're giving out of Reynolds. Just think about that. It is fucking ludicrous. Um, another name that we could pair with uh, Adam Reynolds is Corey Norman. I don't like that as much. Don't don't think Corey Norman's the the player. I don't think Corey Norman's the player. Um, I think Corey Norman's in good form at the moment because he wants a contract. Um, oh, just a, Scott Drinkwater is my number one pick. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to throw some names out there, though, just to, to, to gauge it. Look, I wouldn't be upset if we got Corey Norman, but I wouldn't be stoked either. I think that sort of would take the hype around, or take the hype away from signing Adam Rhodes. The third option, Gareth Widdop. Um, He hasn't been real good in the Super League, and I'd expect a player of his skill... To dominate that level of football, he's. I, I said that. I said that when we first got um, linked with him this year, 
that he was absolutely terrible. His last two weeks, he has been on fucking fire for Warrington. Well, mate, maybe he's looking and thinking he, he wants to, to come back to Australia. Look, on on what I've seen of Witter, he had some really, really, really good moments. But I tend to remember him missing two years of football. And I don't really want to get in that situation with a with a really injury-prone player if there are other options available. Yeah, the other thing, his shoulder is, is a ticking time bomb for mine as well. Uh, he's a flat-out no for mine. Um, Blake Austin. Like Blake Austin. Like him a lot. Love his ball play. Uh, he's uh, running, rather. Ball playing lacks hugely. His kicking game's fun. And I say fun yeah. rather than good because you never know what you're fucking going to get with Blake Austin. Um, there's going to be games where we blow teams off the park with that partnership. There's going to be days where you and I strangling each other, plus ourselves. Put him in the maybe pile. Definitely not a no, but I don't think I'd be doing too many forward or backflips. Here's my Smokey, and a player that I think could work really well with Adam Reynolds, and it would have to be cheap. But Anthony Milford. I don't... Anthony Milford compliments Adam Reynolds in the fact that he's got a towering boot as well, and he's a runner. And when Milford's head's in the game, I like him. 2015 Milford, you take tomorrow and yesterday. Current Milford, look, I think he needs to get away from the Broncos. I think he's fallen into an absolute lull up there. And he, the best thing for his career is to get the fuck out of there. Look, if Johnson were to sign away and Drinkwater says, hey, thanks, but no thanks, and you got a spare 300k, Milf, want a one-year contract? Don't hate it. Let's talk internal. Matt Moylan. Nah, moving on. The thing that scares me the most is Will Kennedy looked like absolute shit on the weekend. He did. He did. It's only one game, but if we see that in the next two or three, we'll then... That says a lot about Moylan and Kenny. Look, you know you know how much I love Matt Moylan. I'll I'll, this I'll fight. This podcast was made on the back of us signing Matt Moylan. Spot. And it's that's it. I'll fight until the day I die that we won that trade and that he's been fantastic for the club. I just think that he's just he's too slow. Like there's times where he runs to the line and you think oh he's through and then the like defenders get bored waiting for him to hit the gap. It is it's quite hard to watch. If. If Johnson was to sign away and Scott Drinkwater said no and we didn't want to go down the path of anyone else and we looked external and we said, you know what, we're going to keep Matt Moylan for a year and then assess our options afterwards, I'd be cool with that. But the other thing where I would be worried is that you're then taking a year off Adam Reynolds and our premiership window. Exactly. His partner needs to be sorted out quite quickly. Connor Tracy? Look, I, I love Connor. I, I think he's earned himself a, a contract with the club. I just, I, I don't, I don't know with Connor. He hasn't had enough there at first grade to really decide. Like I prefer him to Moylan, to be honest, because I think he's got a bit of speed about him, and he's shown a lot in his time at Cronulla. But it's on the wing in the centre, filling in here and there. He played a couple games at five eight at the end of last year when Johnson got got ruled out, and didn't offer a whole lot, to be totally honest. And again, he, he looks slow compared to the faster halves. So I'd, I'd tend to be looking for a... Look, I, I'd prefer to throw Metcalf in there and go, just run. You're fast, just Metcalf. run. Metcalf was the next name. I, I'd definitely be signing him on a long-term deal. Whether or not he becomes a superstar, we hope. Who knows? 
he's a kid who's got speed that can play a couple of times, you know, a couple of years at Newtown. If he comes good, fantastic. If not, well, it's not like anyone's coming offering him 500 grand. So I think that Metcalf, yes, definitely. Uh, Braden Trindle. I flip-flop on Trindle worse than we did Kennedy last year. One week I love him, the next week I don't. Look, I haven't seen enough from him to, to say he's the future. I know, again, he comes in and out of that Newtown side way too much to get any sort of run on. But, I mean, this is a guy who led Newtown to a title. I'd expect him to kick on. I know it's been COVID, etc., etc. But, I just again, he's, he's not quick enough. I don't think he's big enough. He's, his ball playing is better than probably Tracy. But he, his running game isn't. And I think in terms of... I see more of as a halfback rather than a five eight, so I, I'd I'd be more towards Metcalf or Trindle uh, or um, Connor Tracy. Outside the box, but signing Cam McInnes, would you think that Blake Braley could do a job there? I think someone said that he, you know, used to play five eight as a kid, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. I look. I want him. I want him in a side that doesn't have Chad Townsend in it, overruling his calls, and I want to see him run under these new rules. I still reckon we got a super hooker in in young Brayley. Well, what's your feeling going to be like on Brayley? Because let's talk about him. He's an important part of this cog if we get Adam Reynolds. What's your feeling on Brayley going from being overruled by Chad Townsend to, to being overruled by a player like Adam Reynolds? I don't think Reynolds will do that because you've seen... I mean, maybe it's just Damien Cook's ability to say, fuck off, I'm running. But, I mean, Cook goes a lot more than than our boy does. So I think that's got a lot to do with the player quality, obviously. But also, I don't, I don't see Reynolds as the sort of bloke who's like, I have to touch the ball 15 times every set like Chad does. Especially if you've got a Johnson on the other side. I think Braley will grow a bit of, bit of confidence. And look, if he doesn't, then... I'll tell you what, Ken McInnes ain't going to do that. He'll do what he sort of wants. So that option's there. Yeah, and, and the, the the tussle that we have, because all, all word coming out of the club at the moment that you and I are hearing is that Connor Tracy is going to be rewarded with a two-year deal. But if you've got Ken McInnes playing Locke and Braley playing 13, my... Uh, sorry, Ken McInnes playing Locke and Braley playing 9, and... My my thought processing that would be that if Braley needed a spell with 15 minutes to go, then McInnes would just go to lock. But what are you going to do with Tracy on the bench? I don't think you can. Look, Connor Connor's not a nine. He's shown that. He's a utility that can't play nine, which isn't ideal. Um, you can't you can't not sign him because there's more times where we need him to fill in than not in the last year and a half, almost two years. So I think that's how it happens. But with those two there, I'm not picking Connor Tracy on the bench. I'm going with the four men forwards. Yeah. Well, let's get into some questions that people are asking about Adam Reynolds now. Um, first question from Rich Ossington. How erect will you be when Adam Reynolds takes us to the second premiership and should we consult a doctor beforehand? Yes, very. Probably. Yep. I'm Probably. Taking, taking days off. Yeah. Absolutely, they can. Good question. Good question. Uh, yeah, question for the pod from Up Up uh, Up Up Nulla has asked us. We have uh, we have had a big focus on Adam Reynolds and the backs, but I feel we need some key forwards signed up too. What are your thoughts? We just touched on that. Oh, couldn't um, agree more. Yeah, we really, really need some forwards. 
some aggressive forwards who are going to make us a lot of meters. Um, and I don't, I don't really care if they're big name or if they're not going to get you out of your seat or we're not going to do a podcast on them because they're ordinary. You know, you might feel they're average signs, but you know, if we don't re-sign Aaron Woods and replace him with Isaac Liu on basically the same coin, we've upgraded our team again. Spot on. I was just about to say we're evidently quite close to signing Liu. I think that's going to fix a major problem because Ueli ain't enforcer we thought he was. Aaron Woods isn't. Tolman's just filling in. Toby Rudolph looks like he's on his way to the Bulldogs. So, look, Jack, Jack Williams. I wouldn't be sure on that one. Sorry? I wouldn't be sure on the, on, on the Toby Rudolph to the Bulldogs. They have made him an offer, um, but my understanding is Fitzgibbon is still to still to sit down with him and and paint the picture as to where he's going. So there's not there's not the end of all hope there. Look, the the, the forward that I really wanted to go for was Nathan Brown, but all talk now is that Parramatta are going to um, come to terms on what he wanted. He wanted four, they wanted two. It looks like they're going to give him four. Oh, fair enough. He's a freakish player, and I'd love to see him at Cronulla next year. Look, there's a lot of big names off off contract. There's going to be like where where Katoni Sags goes. That's somewhere where it's perhaps Parramatta, where they have to find 800k. Now, I I don't want to rush into signings, which is why I don't want to pay Toby Rudolph 600, etc. And we love you, Toby. Thanks for listening, of course. But at the end of the season, there's going to be a time where, say, Parramatta are going to sign a superstar player like Katoni Staggs and go, shit, we're over the contract. Who wants a forward? Happens every single year, especially the last three or four. So if we're sitting on a million dollars in, like, October, that's absolutely fine. Like, and if worse comes to worse, you upgrade Pele, you know, you put you just front-load a whole heap of contracts and you, you try and pick up players next year. But I don't want to rush into signings. That That's what I think people are really... Oh, we got to sign, we got to sign. So why are we got to sign? There's so many fucking players off contract, and it's not like players are signing. Like, I know Naden signed away today, which is a shame, but I don't know how serious we were talking him sort of thing. So... Things are going to happen, but again, that's another, what, 400, 500 that the dogs don't have to have other players. They may look at a time where they go, oh, you know, we've got to flick a forward. You start thinking, oh, there's a bit of value. Bulldogs is a bad example. Their forwards Would suck. Would you take Bulldogs forward, though? If Luke I mean, Thompson... they beat us on the weekend, and we fucking hammered them in the forwards. They did. If Luke Thompson was to come up, yeah, I'm taking him. I know he's not your favourite player, but absolutely, outside of him... <laughs> It's probably going to be more like Dylan Napa than Luke Thompson. Uh, well, in that case, no. Bad example, terrible. But I'm just saying that that's going to happen, especially as these players off contract start signing elsewhere. Yeah, and look, there's, there's a name that always floats around for us, and my understanding is there's still a contract on the table for him, but Marty Tapao makes an impact for us now. He's been good the last couple of weeks, like every other but Manly player has been. It's also because of the halfback. Like, I, would have been, I would have been all no to Marty Tapao if our halves are Chad Townsend and Sean Johnson going into next year. But with a guy like Adam Reynolds who needs an explosive power run to kick the, to kick us out of trouble, I don't say no to Marty Tapao now. Yeah, it, look, look as you, it's it's all down to circumstance. you gotta, you got to build those combinations again. Look, Tapao is a lot more yes than he was two weeks ago. Look, I, I think I wrote him off. I was like, I'd pull that contract. The last two weeks, he's shown he's great. He's been coming off the bench impactful. we got a lot of big-minute players that don't make a whole lot of impact. So if they want to play like 50 and Tapao gives you 30 minutes of complete fucking carnage, 
Absolutely. And there's also, I mean, the Titans have apparently pulled their offer for Tony Staggs, but I don't believe that in the slightest. They'll go back to him because they're desperate for, for Broncos players. And that could force someone like Jolifay to look for a deal with us again. Yeah, spot him. It's, it's plenty, there's plenty of water to go under the bridge. So I wouldn't be freaking out, Sharks fans, if in yeah. two weeks it's not done, you know? I, I wouldn't be freaking out in terms of forwards, but I, I would like to get his halves partner sorted very soon, and I'd like to get some speed in our back line. We need a center. Uh, so yeah, much. We either need a center or we need to push Ronaldo into the centers and get a winger. That's it. And A name, Terry, that you missed before that I know you're not as high on as I am. Nico Hines. For 5-8? For anything. Oh, yeah. I, 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 would, take, um, I would take Nico Hines as a centre. I'm, I'm not going to go and play him at 5-8. Um, I'm no, getting him I'm in the squad wherever he fits, uh, mate. This kid is a freak. Yeah, he is. Um, he is a freak, but, yeah, it's not... It's not you know, if we said that we were going to play him at centre or we weren't going to play Kennedy anymore and we are going to get him, I'd be happy with that. Um, who else should we throw money at to bring to the Sharks if Moylan Dugan and Johnson are all on, uh, are all off? That's $3 million of money right there. Like, we can throw money at anyone. And it doesn't have to be anyone who's off contract as well. Wait yeah. for someone to be disgruntled. That's it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Wait for someone to and, and there's, there's players that, you know, we are missing, like like someone like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and I know it's another edge-back rower, but he, you know, if you get someone like Lachlan Fitzgibbon and you, you put competition for your back row spots, Talakai can play in the middle. Yeah. Uh, Will play in the middle. Spot so, on. And uh, we're, we're, we're forgetting Royce Hunt as well because of his knee. That's and it. Royce Hunt's best football isn't going to be this year. It's going to be next year. Yep, very, very good point. I, I think Talakai is going to be a middle moving forward. I definitely think Williams is going to be a middle. I think we finally figured that one out. Um, I think we've also got a spot available because I don't think Billy Magulius has done enough. Um, in terms of throwing money, yeah, look, you need an impact forward and a fast centre, but you have to get Johnson, I mean, um, Reynolds' half-partner, done. Look, I'd, I'd, I have no doubt that we've low-balled Sean Johnson that we'll, we'll meet somewhere in the middle and get this done. I think he is the kind of player who would value a shot at a title over, you know, a couple of extra thousand, hundred thousand dollars at the end of a year. I, th- I ultimately think that's why he left the Warriors. Oh, there was another name that I, I forget to, I forgot to mention to you in, in terms of Hives partners. And this is courtesy, courtesy of Rich Ossington, but it was, would you now consider Albert Kelly? Oh, I was gonna, no! I was, <laughs> fucking Rich, let's block him. They're, look, I had a South fan reply to us uh, in Twitter when we said we were doing this and said the pros and cons of Adam Reynolds, if I can sum up for you. The pros, he's the best goal kicker in the NRL. He's the best field goal kicker in the NRL. His pinpoint bombs help pin opposition in uh, in territory. He kicks a lot of 40-20s and his kicking game really helps you win the field position. He's got great game management and he's got decent instinct despite slowing down. Cons. He can go missing and rely on Cody Walker. He's a defensive liability like most halves. Needs a hard-hitting back rower to defer his traffic. 
We've got hard-hitting back rowers. We do. We need a Cam Murray We've because... We've got Simbin for four weeks, one of the best fucking tackles I've ever seen. <laughs> Spot on. He Look, Talakai can be our weapon. He, he needs a haircut, but... And it, no, he doesn't. You shut your mouth. Yeah, no, you shut your mouth. He, I think he got two weeks for the shot, two weeks for the haircut, personally. No, look, I think he is a huge weapon in us building forward. And I think Teague Wilton's getting that way, too. He doesn't quite run with the with the intensity of Talakai, but, you know, I've seen Comets that run slower than him. He makes his metres. Like, his hit-ups that he has, you're like, that's not really inspirational. And at the end of the game, you see that he's made 190 metres and 80 post-contact metres. Yep, love me, love me some Teague Wilton. I think some players are standing up. And, yeah, I think... You got to build a side around Reynolds now, which is sounds fucking obvious, but you know how many halves are we signed, <laughs> Todd Carney, and not built around? So yeah, that, that, I mean that was the worst when we signed Todd Carney and, and built a team around him of Bryce Gibbs and Mark Defua. Yeah, and fucking Matt Wright and oh goddamn. Yeah, um, but yeah, we, we we definitely now we we need to get some speed. We we absolutely have to get some speed into this. Into this back line, and I think for mine, I, I'm going to put that as more important as the forward because forwards are going to forwards are going to uh, they're going to become available. But I've been talking about speed, and you mentioned him before. But if we, you know, if Johnson goes, and let's let's say Johnson goes for his big money, and we get Scott Drinkwater, who's not going to break the bank, do you then throw some money at Katoni Staggs? Absolutely. Like if we can get in the Katoni Stags fucking, you, you get in the Katoni Stags fucking lottery. Like if if he wants to suck my toes every night, I'll take that to get him in a sharpshooter. Katoni Stags is a halves partner. I I don't know where that came from. Like he's been a center his whole career. Like he had a bit of five eight in the schoolboys or something. So, but look, if you get if if it gets in here, yeah, whatever, and then we'll flick him to the centers. It's like the Bulldogs paid Josh Adokar fullback money and they're like, psych, you're a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but you can do what you do. I would rather drink water in the halves than stags, but if it's going to get stags here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would rather drink water in the halves than stags, but I just, you know, if, if Johnson does go, and I pray he doesn't, because I think that's, you know, if, you, if you've got... Adam Reynolds and Sean Johnson, you, you're suddenly looking at a top three to five halves pairing in the NRL. Absolutely. Uh, and and But that probably limits the amount of money that you can throw at someone. But, you know, Scott Drinkwater isn't going to cost you any more than half a million dollars. Yes, but on. I think he's a fucking good option. And and if you're, you know, if Brent Naden was going to cost you $400,000 and you'd budgeted money for Sean Johnson that is now leftover money and for feeder goes and you don't re-sign Woods... And some of the other players that are, you know, are on contracts that you don't really want anymore. There's a there's a couple of names being told that they might get tapped on the shoulder and told to look for another club. But that that puts you in Tony Stags territory. It does. It's the sort of big big name signing we need. Like, I, I just I really think that next year is a setup for the year after, when a pretty decent centre that I'm very 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 keen on playing fullback for us for the next however many years becomes available. And I think that really becomes your premiership window. Yeah, I still see Joseph Manu going to the Warriors. Look, if he does, that sucks. But they've just signed Reese Walsh and said, you're the fullback. They've also put him at 5'8 this week. That, look, true, true. <laughs> Those <laughs> cheeky bastards. Uh, look, I, 
we've got to sign right rather than we've got to sign now. And when you yeah. say we need speed, I think that is a drastic understatement because even our fast players, like Karate was supposed to be a fucking speedster. He, he'd not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to prioritise speed over power because at the end of the year, if we've still got money left over, you can literally go go to anyone, any club or any forward and just go, what's a fucking contract these days? You can get out of that because we're going to... Look at Josh Alloway. He, he got out... You said that he didn't want to play for the Tigers anymore. It's because they fucking doubled his salary out of Manly. Yeah, spot on. And he'd be he'd be a good one to target, actually. Well, I Yeah. No, no thanks. A good player comes with the Tigers. Hayden built. He speaks to my heart. I mean, on that alone, I'm making him captain. Yeah, spot on. Hey, someone mentioned earlier, he might have been jarred, said that we've got the Dragons captain and we're going to sign the Rabbits captain. Nice. Yeah, lock up your captain. I think it might have been Buzz, so he must have been sober when he wrote this. But he um, he actually mentioned that Reynolds and McInnes are, are very close. So do you think that that held anything into getting him over? Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. McInnes, McInnes is like the most loved bloke in rugby league. And here's me. Never wanted to sign him. Yeah, well, you know, you'll change your tune. Yeah, it probably just says more about me, though, because I just want to sign, like, pricks. Yeah, yeah, fun motherfuckers. Oh, well, that's how you win premierships, mate. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's enough for now at the moment. We're talking, you know, we, we've covered off the, the positive impact that it has for Adam Reynolds, or Adam Reynolds has on, on our club. And obviously, if we do miss him now, that's shit. Um, you know, the, the latest info I shared with you is that he, he did meet with South again after speaking with Craig Fitzgibbon and South are adamant that it's only one year deals because they've got a couple of young halves um, on their books that, you know, they just want to see if they can break in. And, and let's not forget that that's, that's how Adam Reynolds got into grade. Yeah. I mean, you, you've yeah. got to move forward at some stage. Yeah. Um, and look, South Sydney's loss is our game. That uh, is our gain. And I'm all for it. Yeah, fuck South Sydney. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, like, I, I, I've once said that Sean Johnson would be a top five signing for us and it hasn't quite panned out. This guy could be, like, when we signed James Maloney. That, that's how it looks. We just need, you know, McInnes coming in is good. A few players around, you know, a Luke Lewis type player and a Andrew Eddinghausen in his prime would be nice. But I, I yeah. like, I, mate, I feel much better now knowing that he's close than I did earlier in the week. Goddamn Bronson's area and his steroids. Oh, can you imagine with that prick running around off Johnson and Reynolds? Oh, shut the gate. Anyway, hmm. here it is. How Fitzgibbon. I'll never say it. Hail Adam Reynolds. Hail Adam Reynolds.